<sighs> okay, here we go. One of the things I love most about where I live is that I can walk to the beach. It's 120 steps, I count it. Now granted, I live in Canada on Vancouver Island, so much of the year the ocean water is about 8 degrees Celsius or colder. In fact, it was 6 degrees the other day. But when we moved here back in November of 2020, I decided that I would go to the beach as many mornings per week as I could muster. And after a few weeks of just walking along the shore, staring out at the beautiful ocean water, I started joining in with some friendly folks that I met down at the beach who were actually going in for a plunge. And you know what? I was immediately hooked. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about in this episode of Second Wind Fitness. My name is Brock Armstrong. But before we get started... As you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production, but there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream and this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair, because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But... If you felt so inclined, you could go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest vice, I'm what you would call a coffee snob, if you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So win-win situation here. So go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com slash coffee. Okay, here's a big caveat to start things off. Yes, I grew up playing outside in Edmonton, Alberta all year round. And yes, the winters can get down to minus 40 Celsius, which incidentally is the same in Fahrenheit and Celsius. I also used to take some ice baths for recovery when I was training for hard races, and I've always preferred taking cold showers over hot ones, and you will very rarely find me in a hot tub. I'm one of those people who just runs hot. But this, what I'm going to talk about today, is a whole new level of cold exposure. You know, at first, I stayed in the pretty icy cold water for about three minutes. Then I stayed in for five, then ten, and eventually I stopped paying attention to the time at all and just stayed in as long as it felt good. Just bobbing around in the water, watching the wildlife, listening to the waves, and sometimes chatting quietly with my new friends if we got the timing right. Now, when I posted that I was doing this on social media, I believe it was on Instagram because <laughs> without photos, who would believe I was doing such a crazy thing? I immediately started getting questions about why I would do this. Was it for longevity? Was it to defeat chronic inflammation? To lose weight? To boost my immune system? And you know what? People actually seemed upset when I replied, I just like it. I don't know. I just kind of like it. Now, all right. I've read the articles that are full of fantastical claims, and I've also read the scientific studies that, quite frankly, often contradict each other. And I am legitimately happy that, as Discover Magazine reports, 
that there are some benefits, including things like the one study that tracked 49 Finnish swimmers who dipped in cold water an average of four times per week. And after four months, they reported a significant decrease in tension and fatigue, as well as an improvement in their mood and memory compared to 33 non-swimmers. There's also some research that found 85 Germans who regularly participated in cold swims found they contracted 40% fewer upper respiratory infections than a control group did. A recent study reported that a woman who had suffered from severe depression for eight years was able to stop taking antidepressant medication after swimming in cold water once a week. It improved her mood. Even cold showers have been shown to have some antidepressant effects. And there's some research now underway in the UK that has found cold water swims also produce a protein that protects the brain from degenerative diseases like dementia. Now, the authors of a study in the Endocrine Society suggested that recruiting and activating BAT, the brown adipose tissue or brown fat, by manipulating temperature may be a promising therapeutic strategy in obesity and diabetes treatment. Well, you know what? I'm going to let Dr. Andrew Huberman from Stanford University tell you about it. The most exciting study to me is the recent one published in Cell Reports Medicine. First author, Dr. Susanna Soberg. This is beautiful work showing that when people do cold exposure for 11 minutes a week, divide it up across two or three sessions. So that means two or three minutes or two to four minutes done two, or two to three or maybe four times a week. A couple of major effects emerge. First of all, there is a increase in resting metabolism overall, and that's a significant increase. Second of all, much of that increase is due to increase in brown fat stores or the efficacy of brown fat stores. Brown fat is not the subcutaneous fat that most of us think of when we think of body fat. It is a particular kind of fat that's actually brown under the microscope because it's rich with mitochondria, one of the major energy sources for cells. And it's enriched around the heart, to some extent around the liver, the clavicles and the upper back. Having brown fat stores that are denser or more efficient is great because it allows you to feel warm at temperatures that make other people feel cold. That actually was demonstrated in this study. And in addition to that, when people who have high density or high efficiency brown fat get into a cold environment that feels cold to them, there's a greater increase in core metabolism. So at the end of the paper he was just talking about, they said, in conclusion, our data underscore that BAT in adult humans is part of the collective human body temperature regulation system in collaboration with skeletal muscle and blood flow. Furthermore, our study raises the idea that BAT could be involved in regulating sleep patterns in humans, which should be interesting to investigate in future studies. And finally, our findings motivate investigations of winter swimming as a lifestyle intervention for increased energy expenditure in obese subjects as a potential weight loss strategy. So... Okay, you can see that using cold temperatures for medical purposes is taken seriously in countries all over the world. Whole body cryotherapy was developed in Japan to treat pain and inflammation, and people in Scandinavia and Russia are <laughs> really passionate about winter swimming having health benefits. 
and there are all sorts of stories told about the South Korean women who free-dive for sea urchins, and how they've become sort of superhuman from spending so long in icy waters in small cotton bathing suits. I the small cotton bathing suits, were discarded in the early 1970s for actual black rubber wetsuits that they wear today. But honestly, after going through all of that, none of that is why I plunge into the pretty darn cold waters. Most of the year, I guess, it does warm temporarily up in midsummer, but I do it, again, not because I'm looking for the fountain of youth, but because I just like how it makes me feel. And I'm going to tell you some more about how it might affect the exercise that I do right after I go down to the beach. But first, we need to pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon, I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. That's brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon. Now, interestingly, the temperature regulation research of Stanford biologists H. Craig Heller and Dennis Gran has led to an actual device that rapidly cools body temperature. It greatly improves exercise recovery and could help explain why muscles actually get tired. Now, these researchers even go as far as to say that the device they're working on provides better results than performance-enhancing drugs— which is a bold statement, but it's an intriguing statement from some actual scientists. These aren't people who are simply doing their research, you know, using Google. Now, Dr. Heller's research suggests that there are three areas of the body called glabrous skin, and they are found on the feet, the palms, and the face. And those areas can remove or bring heat into the body faster than anywhere else. Now, properly cooling these areas can allow people to perform, get this, 200 to 600% more volume and repetitions of resistance exercises at the same weight loads. It also can allow them to run, cycle, or swim significantly farther than they could at regular temperatures. Now, the theory here is that when you do something like, let's say, a basic old dumbbell curl, our whole body gets warm. But the muscle being used gets really warm, and part of the fatigue that we feel in that muscle is from it getting overheated, even if we aren't necessarily sweating everywhere else. So, by cooling the body, you mitigate that overheating, and you can do more work before you hit that fatigue. So, okay, my logic is that if I start my day with a cool dip, and then I do my workout... I'm starting from a lower body temperature and therefore allowing myself to work out harder without immediately overheating my poor old muscles. Kind of cool, right? See what I did there? Okay. 
Now, Dr. Heller also suggests that we can use directed cooling of the same glabrous skin on the feet, the hands, and the face to significantly enhance our recovery times from exercise. But you know what, for me, that would actually require me running back down to the beach and then running back to my house to do my workout in between sets, and that seems totally unreasonable and not really worth it. So now I'm gonna tell you what I like to do, but this isn't a prescription, this isn't something that I think you all should just start doing, but there is a lesson I want you to take away from this. But first, this is what I usually do. So I go for a walk along the beach first, and while I walk, I actually do some breathing exercises that I learned to manage my anxiety and depression. Generally, I keep it simple, and I just breathe in for four steps, then I hold it for four steps as I walk along, and then I exhale for four steps, and then I just rest for four steps. Then, after walking about a kilometer or so, I strip off my clothes, down to my trunks that is, and then I just walk into the ocean. I've learned that I need to not hesitate while I'm going in. I just keep right on walking. And once the water hits my, uh, my let's say, my belly button, I turn around and I launch myself backwards into the water. Now, once I'm neck deep in the water, I spend some time taking in the surroundings. I try to make my eyes focus on something that's very, very far away, like the trees on a nearby island or the details on the BC ferries that are just nearby. I look for birds in the sky and on the water. I listen to the waves. I generally face east toward the sunrise, which also happens to be where the sea actually is on this side of Vancouver Island, and away from any buildings or houses or human-made stuff. Then, once I've either run out of time or I just feel like I've had enough, I walk back onto the beach, towel off a little, I don't worry about getting completely dry, and then I walk home usually to go immediately straight into my morning workout, which undeniably does help me warm up and stop shivering a lot faster than anything else I've tried. And as I've already highlighted, that might actually help me exercise harder with less fatigue. But you know what? It also might not. And that is okay. Because, you know, in the end, there's nothing scientific about what I'm doing, and it isn't necessarily any type of biohack. I tried it. I liked it. And I kept doing it, and then I eventually found some interesting science to back me up in this crazy endeavor. And, you know, that's what I want you to take away from this. I'm not telling you you need to go and immerse yourself in some freezing cold water every single morning to get some magical benefits. Just find something that helps you feel good in the morning to get yourself focused and set your intentions for the day. And you know what? If I do get some benefit from my crazy cold dips, aside from the just feeling good, well, that's great. But the smile on my face that I have as I walk home, even if I'm shivering like crazy, is totally worth it. And you know, one of my favorite things is when someone stops me to ask how the water is while I'm toweling off or have the towel wrapped around my shoulders and shivering a little bit. I actually revel in saying, well, it's cold, but great. I think they're actually surprised that I'm so honest with them. I think they expect me to say, oh, not that bad, or something else macho. But I totally admit it. It's not for everybody. And it is cold. It's uncomfortable. But that's the point. Because I'm there for the cold. So why lie to them? My <laughs> rosy pink belly skin would give me away every time anyway. So, if you'll excuse me, it is currently December 7th, and it's 7.04 a.m., and I'm going to head down to the beach in a few minutes, go for my little walk, 
go for a dip, and then come home and do my workout, because today is leg day, and I never skip leg day. All right, what did we learn today? Well, as a wise person once said, true well-being comes from learning how to tolerate momentary discomfort for long-term satisfaction. And yes, my cold water dips are a momentary discomfort, but they definitely lead to long-term satisfaction. My name is Brock Armstrong. Thanks for listening to Second Wind Fitness.